training that stimulates the kinds of demands and changeable conditions that can be expected in real-world settings help learners and trainers assess mastery and focus on areas where mis or understanding or competency need to be raised take police work where many different forms of simulation are used in training for firearms training it's often video-based scenarios with a large screen set up at one end of a room where a number of props have been placed to imitate the situation confronting the officer who enters the scene armed with a gun that has been modified to interact with the video. Lieutenant Catherine Johnson of the Minneapolis Police Department describe a couple of such simulations in which she has trained. Begin of excerpt. One was a traffic stop. The training room had the screen at one end and objects around the room, a big blue mailbox, a fire hydrant, a doorway that could you could use for cover in dealing with the, what was happening in the screen. I remember walking toward the screen and the video simulating my coming up to the car as I did that very realistic and suddenly the trunk popped up and a guy with a shotgun rose out and shot me which to this day every time i go up to a car on a traffic stop i push down hard on the trunk to make sure it isn't open and it's because of that one scenario in the training that i went through Another firearm simulation was a domestic call, and it starts where I'm approaching the residence, and there's a guy on his porch. The instant I show up, I see that he has a gun in his hand. I order him to drop it, and the first thing he does is turn and start walking away. And my thinking at that point is that I can't shoot this guy in the back, and there's nobody there that looks to be in danger, so what I, am I going to do? In the time it takes me to process whether or not I should shoot this guy, he has already turned around and shot me because my reaction was slower than his action. Action beats reaction every time. That's one mantra that's drilled into our minds. The firearm simulations can play out in a variety of ways, both deadly and peaceful. There's not so much a right or wrong answer to the situation as there is a complex set of factors, some of which, like whether the individuals on the porch has a criminal history, may be known to the officer when she enters the scene. At the conclusion, the officer debriefs with her trainer getting back getting feedback the exercise isn't all about technique it's about clear thinking and appropriate reflexes visual and verbal clues to watch for possible outcomes being clear about the appropriate use of deadly force 
and finding the words after the fact that will account for actions you have taken in the urgency of the moment. Simulation is not perfect. Johnson recounts how officers are trained to take a gun from an assailant at close quarters, a maneuver they practice by role-playing with a fellow officer. It requires speed and deftness, striking an assailant's wrist with one hand to break his grip, while simultaneously wrestling the gun free with the other. It's a move that officers have had been in the habit of honing through repetition, taking the gun, handing it back, taking it again, until one of their officers on a call in the field took the gun from an assailant and handed it right back again. In their mutual astonishment, the officer managed to re-seize the gun and hang on to it. The training regime had violated the cardinal rule that you should practice like you play because you will play like you practice. Sometimes the most powerful feedback for calibrating your sense of what you do and don't know are the mistakes you make in the field, assuming you survive them and are receptive to the lesson.